What's up, everybody? James here with James Gourmet Pies. This is Latroy Woods with Prototype Unknown. So, yesterday was Veterans Day. Shout out to all of my veterans out there. Um, it's one of our favorite holidays, except Fourth of July, except some, you know, people with PTSD. And I take my hat off to everyone out there with PTSD, um, you know, especially the ones that can't go out there during the Fourth of July because, you know, it, it takes them back to a scary place. Um, and so one of our favorite ones is Veterans Day because we get to wear sweatpants and jump from restaurant to restaurant and get all of these freebies and really feel like that American, like America really cares about us, you know, um, because it is a sacrifice. It's definitely a sacrifice. And today I wanted to share with you guys my military experience, right? So I would say it started in 2005. 2005, I was living in, in uh, Panama City, Florida, right? Um, and I graduated high school there, did a few, few of my um, years down there. Uh, most of my high school, actually, um, was in Panama City, Florida. And um, graduated there, enlisted, and then I went home until November 15th. November 15th is my 15-year anniversary, which is in a few days, right? Um, so 15 years ago, um, I went home to Delaware um, and, and wait to, to be shipped off, basically, to Texas. So I got to Texas, um, and we're going through the processing, right? Um, and then we're riding on the bus at night. It had to be like 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock at night, really dark. Um, it's like a charter bus. Uh, all of us are talking and laughing the whole ride to the boot camp. Um, and then once we get there and they open the door, dead quiet. You could hear uh, a pin drop, right? And then next thing you know, get off my bus. You know what I mean? Like the whole TI experience. Yeah. <laughs> and I am thinking in my mind, what did I just sign up for? <laughs> you know, like it didn't really hit home, I don't think, for any of us until the TI got on the bus, uh, which is the training instructor, um, wearing those Kung Lao hats and just drilling us, you know. Um, so we run off the bus. We get into formation. You know, we're being yelled at to tuck our shirts in. Um, we have our packet, which has all of our information in it. And we're formed up in these lines, right? And all the way to the beginning of the line, one of the drill instructors yells to pass forward your packet. Now, he was just talking to this line here, but everybody starts put, you know, bringing their packet up. And then um, he notices that, and everybody's got to do push-ups, right? And I'm you know, yelling at the person in front of us because... Our line didn't have to do push-ups because he didn't notice that we didn't do it. So I'm yelling, bring back my packet. And everybody starts laughing. Oh, that really sent the drill instructors bananas. So <laughs> we all had to end up doing push-ups. Um, the process for boot camp is a lot like it is for life, right? In boot camp... I would say that's zero week. That's before you get your uniforms. That's the day you get off the bus and you're starting to question, what did I get myself into? 
Um, the process is tough. It's hard. They give you tasks that are impossible, right? Just to see how you're going to handle it. You know, they want you to put your bag down. They want you to pick your bag up. They want you to do this and do that. And if you don't do it right on their queue, then you get punished for it, right? Um, so that was zero week. And then around second or third week, you're kind of getting used to it. You're not able to call home just yet. I wasn't able to call home just yet. Um, and, you know, you're just learning how to be this soldier, how to be, you're being molded into the process, right? Um, you're learning how to shine your shoes back then. I mean, shout out to everybody who went through boot camp in the 2000s, right? We had to shine our shoes. Hey, I still shine my shoes. So. <laughs> <laughs> we had to physically shine our, shine our shoes. Now they don't have to, right? But um, back then we had to actually spit shine our shoes. So, um, we, you know, th- we, had to, we had to have, we had uniforms that had to be pressed, Right. Um, it, w- it was a different Air Force back then. Um, it- it's ways that you had to make the bed. I mean, absolutely perfectly. You know, it's ways that you had to line your boots up. You know, uh, they're just drilling into you how uh, they're molding you. Right. How are you going to handle stressful situations under pressure? And not everybody makes it through. You know, it's a it's a it's a weaning out process. Um, it's like a filter, right? Everybody comes in at the top of the funnel. Not everybody gets out through the bottom. Who can handle it, right? Um, so yeah, that's about uh, about third third or fourth week. I was able to call home. You know, um, you think that you're this big tough guy because you've been going through this process. But as soon as I heard my mom's voice, I was. Rah! <laughs> you know, I don't think I could do this. And since day one, my mom has always been someone who's been my rock, right? Like anytime I needed anyone to run to, my mom has been there, you know. Um, and she's just encouraging me. She's encouraging me that you could do this. You're strong enough. Don't quit. You know, keep going. Um, so I did. I, I kept going. When I hung up that phone, I felt like, you know, a million bucks. Like, I'm ready for you. You know, let's do it, you know. Um, and then, let's see, around towards the end, um, you have this thing. You went through eight weeks of absolute hell. I mean, it's absolute hell. I, I remember my drill instructor was so close in my face. I seen red veins, you know. I knew I was looking at the devil. <laughs> That's how angry he was at me at this point. Um but once you graduate, you get this overwhelming feeling like I did it, you know. They had this thing called the Airman's Run. Uh, shout out to the Air Force member, all DOD out there. But I'm relating from an Air Force um, boot camp experience. We had the Air Force Run. And that's the first time your parents get out there, friends, family, loved ones, um, you can't really see them, but they, they're looking for you, right? Um, because there's tons of people, tons of squadrons. Everybody's running. You're singing what we call Jody's. Um, and you're running. And my mom said she spotted me the moment I ran past her. <laughs> and we're all singing and all this other stuff. Um, and then the graduation comes. And when you put on that uniform, you have such a pride to be an American, um, and you're molded 
into who they need you to become. The same person when I graduated high school wasn't the same person when I graduated boot camp. They were two different people. Um, I, I, I was, it's, they, they, it's like a lot of integrity, um, a lot of pride. Um, you, you learn how to work under extreme pressure, right? Um, and then after boot camp, um, I went to school. Um, and then after school, I was stationed at Mountain Home, Idaho. Um, and I'm only sharing this story because a lot of people have been asking me, what's your military story? What's the military background? This is my military background. Um, when I got to uh, Mountain Home, Idaho, my first uh, job in the Air Force was supporting crew chiefs, which works on aircrafts, right? So um, whatever they needed to, to work on the aircraft, whether it be whatever, I was the person that dropped them off. Um, so I would say for the past 15 years, my whole adulthood has been uh, support and um, support and, and, you know, just basically supporting other, other people, right? Um, and service, service and support, right? Um, so then I went to Korea after Mountain Home, Idaho. Um, Korea was great coming from a background that I came from and you're in a whole nother country. You're seeing the diets, you're seeing the way of life. Um, first time out of country is mind blowing because you're so used to American culture. And then when you get to another country and you can't read the signs <laughs> or they do things different, there's no McDonald's on every corner or Burger King. Uh, you know, I, the one thing I would say I missed a lot was pancakes. I couldn't find too much pancakes in, in Korea. Um, but other than that, it was great. And then I, I came here to Utah, uh, late 2009, early 2010. I was stationed here in Korea, or, or excuse me, here in Utah, and um, I got out of active duty and then joined the reserves because I wanted to do medical admin. And um, as a medical admin in the reserves, it was great. Again, we're talking about support and service to others. Um, I, I, it, I've done everything on the admin side as far as like records goes, checking patients in um, and, and even litter carrying right and that was the most humbling thing for me is to see these kids fresh out of high school um, who are willing to lay their life down for this country you know even though it doesn't always make the news you know these, these kids I was carrying them off of Arivac right like off of the airplane to get them to safety and to the, to the hospitals in Germany you know, I got a, a, a chance to do that because um, in the reserves, we go to different bases, right, to get training. Um, so I, I have a, a huge respect for the military, every branch. Um, I've had buddies. I have buddies in every branch. We pick on each other depending on our branches, but there's always love. Like, we will go to bat for each other no matter what. That's kind of what brothers do, right? Brothers pick on each other, but you don't mess with one, right? <laughs> we, we take care of each other. So um, shout out to all my fellow veterans out there. Um, we all have stories. I could go on for hours 
of, of stories that I have with the military, and I love to hear other people's stories, just like I love to share them. But that is my uh, career in the, Air, in the Air Force in a nutshell. I wouldn't take it back for anything. Um, I, it, it, it teaches you so much more than you could ever learn anywhere else, you know. Um, and, and I love all of my military brothers out there. So, Thank you, James. I uh, commend you for your service and you. all other veterans out there. And, you know, as I begin to learn what a veteran was, uh, one of the meanings to it is advanced in years. And so that's very important in itself and what the people who served our country, what they have to teach us. Yeah. And so my experience with the military was from the other side. Um, from growing up, I grew up from my father being in the army. And so my perspective was from a third party looking from the outside in. And you know what? Uh, not to cut you off. I'm sorry about that. But thank you to all the dependents out there and all the spouses, because this isn't something that you signed up for. You know, even the president and the first lady, like anything that has to do with politics like that. Um, you guys don't sign up for this. This is something that whoever decided to take that step. You just have to be along for the ride, right? And you have to conduct yourself a certain way. You can't just, you know, do what you want to do and while out on base just because you're not a military member. You still have to conduct yourself in a certain way. Because if you decide to slap somebody, then you're going to have your parent explaining to their commander why you decided to put your hands on somebody else or talk to someone in a certain way that could be higher ranking like they're, you know, human being because you don't maybe even understand their rank, you know. And it's not that you're disrespecting them or disrespecting their rank. You're just talking to them like a normal person. So I want to say shout out to all the dependents out there and shout out to all the uh, spouses out there for going through what you had to go through. And um, I know you're going to tell us some of the struggles you had to face being a dependent. Well, you know, you... It's different because, okay, my parents never home. Right. Um, you know, yeah. and so either you're with mom all the time or you're with dad and understanding that process of why they're not there. Right. You know, it took me being an adult many years of being an adult to understand why my dad was never home, mm. um, but to really understand the service. And so as we began to move around from place to place, and it was literally every two to four years wow. that we moved around. Yeah. And what happened is... Being with my mom home, we end up creating community because we were around other military families all the time. Right. And so I actually got to begin to understand what community meant. Yeah. Uh, and that was great in itself. And those were seeds that were being planted that I didn't know that were going to help me later on in my life. Yeah. You know, what does community mean? What does service mean? Wow. Um, and what part that's going to play in my own life. And I see how those seeds have begun to manifest themselves in my life today. That's with awesome. community and service and where we're at in our life right now. And for both of us, a big part of it, and for a lot of people, uh, the military does have a big part to play um, with where we're at in our current process, yeah. you know. And so it's very, very important uh, to give shout outs and to help those people in need and to create that community um, for those veterans that need our help. That's awesome. That's awesome. It definitely teaches you adaptability. 
Um, because how long are you going to be the new kid in town before you're like, you know what, I'm going to make some friends and we're going <laughs> to... So I didn't know it worked the same way for dependents as well as far as like having a community. Um, a lot of us military members, the good thing about moving around a lot is I know if I go to this state, I got at least two or three buddies I've served with before that's like, I got you, you know. Um, you have to stay at a hotel unless you want to. I'm going to show you the city and stuff like that. Um, and the same if they was to come to Utah. I could be like, hey, you know, I got you. I, you can stay here. Um, I could show you around the do's, the don'ts, and all that stuff. So I, that's cool that the same thing for dependents is, is like that. So that's awesome. Yeah, it, it taught me a lot about myself. You know, back then when we were moving around, it was in the 80s and 90s. And many of the places that we moved to, being the only black kid was something different. Mm. And then some of the places there was diverse community yeah. and then other times it was on the other end, For you sure. know? And so it taught me a lot about myself. Yeah. Things that I could have never learned unless we were put in the position to be in a new place all the time. That's true. That's true. Cause it is uh, uh, a little bit easier for army. I would say for diversity. Um, but I know air force bases, no, they're not in Philadelphia, East Oakland, the Bronx, New York. You know, they're they're in rural areas, right? Um, where it's not a whole lot of diversity. So, what, what were some of the um, adversities you had to face with that? You know, a lot of it was. Uh, I remember when we first moved here. I knew nothing about Utah. Uh-huh. I remember them giving my dad uh, this video to kind of explain this is Utah. Oh, wow. And so it was new. Uh, every place we went to was different in right. its own way. Mm-hmm. It had its pluses and minuses. Yeah. I didn't know what a Mormon was. I heard, like, a Mormon, what is that? Like, uh-huh. I didn't know it was, like, I had no idea anything. Yeah. Uh, the mountains I had experienced because we had came from Colorado. Uh-huh. But I felt different coming here because it was a different experience. There was things that I had never experienced. So the community that we came to when we came here was an all-white community. We were the only black family. And I remember experience, and I never thought I would be, you know, coming from the South and from the East and from some uh, Midwest, some of those areas. I didn't think I was going to experience racism here, actually. Mm. And I actually experienced racism on a different level that I wasn't used to. And so that was different because when we moved here, I was a preteen, early teen, and it was a different experience. So I was con- feel like I'm always constantly learning about myself as we went through this military experience with my dad. Yeah. You know, and being how to express how I'm feeling as we're making all these moves in the military. It was it was something I still wouldn't uh, take back. It yeah. was something that I actually had to experience. But uh, everything was great uh, about growing up in the military. Well, it, uh, it's it's a, it's not always the the good things that molds you as a man and as a person. It's a, a lot of the times it's the adversities that you have to go through that molds you and makes you into the man that you become. Um, that's why everything can't always be rainbows and butterflies, right? But um, no, I mean, I, I, I love Utah. Um, it's definitely not as bad here as, as, like you said, the South or some of the other places. Um, but um, be a military, I guess. We we take care of each other. I didn't. I didn't. I can't say I really experienced too much in the military with that, especially you know when you're downrange or 
when you're in a hostile environment, you don't care who is who and who is what is what. <laughs> you know, you, you take care of your brother. So, um, and, and I think, so the reason why I wanted to share my military experience, for one, was to tie that into what we talk about, right? Um, boot camp is there to mold you to become who they need you to become to accomplish the task, right? Um, and it's the same thing when you're living your dreams and when you're doing what you were called to do. You're going to go through a boot camp phase, right? Um, there's not too many people that I've heard that done great things that didn't have to go through trials and tribulations, right? And the reason is the process is not trying to break you down, right? It's more trying to mold you into the person you have to become. Would you agree with that? I, I, we were talking about this just prior to the podcast a little bit about burning all your bridges. Mm-hmm. But you don't know what's inside of you until you're put in a position right. for that to show itself. Exactly. Exactly. No, I mean, that's 100% true. Like, you, 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 I can't believe I survived some of the things that I've, I've, I've survived, you know, um, mentally and physically, right? And when you're pushed to that limit and then you look at it retro, you're like, oh, my God, I can't believe I've been through that and I survived that. You know, some people lost their life for less than that, you know, and I survived it. And it gives you a sense of pride. You know, it gives you a sense of, of, of being, like, I'm, I'm supposed to do this, you know. I was born for this. If not me, then who else? You know what I mean? You know, as you talked about, you know, why we do this podcast and the messages, you know, the experiences you dealt with in the military from your point of view and what I dealt with it from my point of view, but it's we come out here to make ourselves vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Uh, to give, you know, the veteran of advanced in years. We spent many years going through a lot of stuff. Yeah. Um, to come on this podcast and share this with you guys, you know, and right now with it being Veterans Day, it's very important that we do recognize everything that you guys have gone through. Sacrifices. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's definitely sacrifices. Like you said, um, it's hard when you're in a hostile environment and you're away from your family, you know. Um, so I, I appreciate all of the happy veterans days, you know, um, I, you know, the love and, and everything that we get is, is, it's not, it's not, it doesn't go unnoticed, you know, it goes noticed when we see the flags and we see everyone cares, continue doing it, continue doing it, make the post, you know, make a post on your Instagram, on your Facebook. You know, tell somebody, thank you for your service. It really does mean something. I'll be honest with you. You know, I got to say real quick, shout out to my dad, even though we may not have the closest relationship, but thank you for your service also. Um, I think he needs to hear that. So, you know, this is Detroit Woods with Prototype Unknown, and we come out here for you guys, for this message for you guys to hear. It's for you guys. Yeah, and this is James with James Gourmet Pies. You can reach me at www.jamesgourmet.com or Facebook and Instagram at James Gourmet Pies. Continue to join us on this inner education on the way to the top because it's about the process, guys. Bye.